place of scripture, the book of Matthew 5, 45 and 48. That you may be children of your Father in heaven, he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Holy Spirit that leads us to perfection wants for us to know God as our Heavenly Father so that we be just as He is in nature because we are born from Him. Just as we can rise our sun upon the right, evil and good and send our rain upon the righteous and unrighteous just as our Heavenly Father does it. The place of scripture, Job 37, 11 through 13, explains this truth. He loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth. To do whatever he commands them, he brings the clouds to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. Pay attention, Job, and see the wonderful works of God. Every one of us has a son upon the condition that we are sons of the seventh day, not the first, second, third, fourth, or sixth, but specifically the seventh, because the seventh day is the day of rest, the day of peace where God has made peace. This is a symbol of God's peace with man. Only then can a person be a true light. When we are born from God, we are of course alive, we are light, but this light cannot control our essence and is not able to be a light for the world. We become a light as our Heavenly Father only when we begin to understand His holy love, which is not tolerant, but is selective. And for this, we need to become students, acknowledging that person sent by God as our teacher. People are deceived by false preachers saying that the love of God is upon the righteous and unrighteous equally. If God would have done this, He would not have been God. The essence of our Heavenly Father is that He is true, He is righteous, and He is holy. He, his absolute love is directed only toward his children. Not all people in this world have the image of the Son of God. The image of the Son of God is something only those that are born from him, ha born from him have. All others have the image of the devil. Jesus said to the elite of the Israelite nation who said that our father is Abraham, Jesus said, your father is the devil. You want to fulfill the lusts, the, the desires of your father. And that's why you say that your father, Abraham, is Abraham. 
a person who is a child of God, he will have God's desires. He will want to fulfill God's desires. As Abraham, who is the father of all who believe, and those who believe are those who are born from him by spirit and not by flesh. And so don't seek the desires of God in your feelings and emotions. They are in the spirit, in information, which we hear from this place. And as children of God, we have the power to clothe ourselves into our new person and to lead our emotions and feelings and make them follow God's desires. As it is written, you can train your self and as true students to be able to be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect we will continue to study the the path that leads us to perfection in the series of the sermons of our apostle and pastor arkadi which is called as we know called to perfection and every time when pastor speaks of this he reads specific places of scripture This word separates the children of God. And let's read what that is. This is a promised commandment, which is the inheritance of saints of all times and generations. And this commandment of Christ is addressed strictly to his students. Therefore, people who do not acknowledge the authority of the person sent by God over themselves have no part in this commandment and cannot have any part. Here we see a mystery that is revealed only to his students. Relevant to fulfilling this decree and commandment, we stop to look at the purpose of the righteousness of God in the heart of man, specifically the goals the righteousness of God is called to pursue that abides within our heart, and in part the purpose of the righteousness within our heart received by us in the broken tablets of the covenant and confirmed in new tablets called to give God the ability to give us the promise to be heirs of peace not by the law but by the righteousness of faith like he gave it to Abraham and his descendants. Romans 4.13 It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world but through the righteousness that comes by faith. If we will not be in, by the righteousness of faith, we will not enter the inheritance of peace, we will perish. Although we receive salvation, we will lose it. In, we will lose it in personal carnal desires clothed into religious garments, in so-called good work and evangelism, and in this way, then, our names will be blotted out of the book of eternal life, although they may have been written there at one time. We've noted that the inheritance of peace abiding in the heart of man is the treasury of our hope in God, containing the bond of all of the promises of God, which are the goals of righteousness. When we receive justification, then the goal of our of our justification is that we as righteous people perform righteousness 
to perform righteousness is to draw God's favor upon ourselves and make a covenant of peace with God. And so righteousness by the means of the peace of God containing the covenant of peace can can and is called to guard our hearts and thoughts in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Make, make your requests to God. And of course, and if this does not happen, then our thoughts will be in money, in anointing, in gifts of the Spirit, in rebuking demons, in all kinds of blessings. If a person has not renewed his mind with the spirit of his mind, has not placed his mind into Jesus Christ, and has not began to seek God, then all of his service and all of his religious work will be prompting dishonor, arrogance. A person will think that he is exclusive, that he is not like everybody else, that God is with me because I can rebuke demons, because I can heal, because I can perform different kinds of miracles and signs. And a person tries to use God's gifts, not for the church, but for his own personal popularity and well and enrichment but according to scripture when such a person will stand in eternity before God then God will not God will not acknowledge him he will not he will not recognize him because he'll say I preached and I healed in your streets and you taught us in our streets he's gonna say but God will tell this man you are lawless Get away from me, I never knew you. You used my anointing unlawfully and my name, doing all of this so-called good work, which in my eyes was evil. Your thoughts and minds were not, were not in me. They were in anointing, in gifts, in materialistic prosperity, wherever else, but not in Jesus Christ. True wealth is wealth that is imperishable, that is kept in heaven, and no, it has no uh, part to materialistic wealth that soon will be burned. And we are here temporarily, and it is for the purpose to be, to be grown into the full measure of growth in Christ. God has prepared for us a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells new bodies and those who will put on these bodies are those who will have this righteousness and so to better understand and study the goal of righteousness which pursues which it pursues in the quality and nature of the peace of God and the conditions explaining the way our righteousness needs to be clothed into this peace we came to the necessity to study four classical questions First, what is the nature of the peace of God, called to guard our minds in Jesus Christ? What purpose of peace 
the pur- what is the purpose of peace in our relationship with God and and our relationship with other men? What conditions do we need to fulfill to be clothed into the peace of God called to guard our minds in Christ Jesus? And by what signs do we need to examine ourselves that we are truly the sons of peace and the sons of God? And looking at the studying the goal, which is studying this goal, uh, studying this righteousness, if a person has not died for his nation, the house of his father, and for his corrupt desires, then his justification, which he received in salvation by faith in Jesus Christ, in the format of a guarantee, will never become righteousness where he would be able to receive the promise of peace or be be clothed into the quality of peace so that he can in his righteousness produce fruits of peace such desires are often clothed into religious garments and that's why you you don't see how this person's decaying on the inside and such people from such people the promise of peace will be taken that gives that typically would give them the right to be called sons of god be uh, beware that no one take your crown it's written in scripture and revelations matthew 5 9 blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of god sons of god the quality of the peace of god in the heart of man is evidence that he is a son of peace which gives god the ability to reward this person with the virtue of the name of the son of god so that he can then share with Christ the fulfillment of all that is written about him in the laws, prophets, and psalms. All that was written about Christ is written also about us if we are in Jesus Christ. Because justification which a person receives by right of his birth from the seed of the word of truth has become righteousness where he has become able to produce fruits of peace in his relationship with God and with those around him. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12:14. In the given situation, it is talking about such a peace that can be performed only in the boundaries of holiness or be a demonstration and expression of holiness. And the boundaries are God's commandments. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live peace, live in peace with all men. Romans 12:18. Therefore, peace, which we demonstrate out of the boundaries of holiness and not as a demonstration of holiness, is actually lawlessness, which we will then need to pay a price of our eternal life. It's not possible and criminal to have peace with the wicked who in their time received the truth and after abandoned their church and have turned away from the commands of the Lord, the holy commands, the very fact of their rebellion, the rebellion and resistance uh, against the words of the messengers of God means that they have a loss of the peace of God in their heart and they belong now to the category of the wicked. Isaiah 57, 20 through 21. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Whatever garments they may put on and whatever 
goodness they may think they're doing in their own eyes, these are just mire and dirt. Because what we do identifies who we are. What we bear and what we do identifies who we are. If we don't have peace and we have resisted God, His order, His laws, and then try to independent uh, of all this to serve God so that we can uh, obtain something, then this is mire and dirt and these people will never have peace. We already looked at the first two questions. What qualities do the scriptures give the peace of God and what purpose does the peace of God fulfill in our relationship with with Him? And have been studying the third question, what conditions we need to fulfill so that we in Jesus Christ, by the means of justification that has turned into the format of righteousness, can be clothed into the inheritance of the covenant of peace containing that is contained in the laws, the prophets, and the psalms. In a specific format, we already looked at the first component of the price, and today we will look at the second component. But allow me first to, in short, remind us of the first that was studied. This was the right to clothe ourselves into the peace of God, and the first was departing from evil and doing good. Psalm 34:14, depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. In Hebrew, follow after it, chase after it. If we will be departing from evil in accordance to God's instructions, then we will be covered in Jesus Christ, which will allow us then to do good. To do good works is only possible when you are covered in Jesus Christ or concealed in Him. For we are His His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 This is our purpose and our calling. And so I will also remind us shortly of four of the main moments where in what boundaries of peace uh, does our heart need to be so that God can see all of our works as good works. And the first is when we will find the good wife in the form of the bride of the Lamb. And this bride of the Lamb, this church of Christ, is led by a messenger of God and not by someone who has placed themselves or was voted for a good wife is a church of saints that is the narrow gate or a place where the teaching of Christ that has come in the flesh is preached that is have an organic as our pastor organic membership to a specific body church second is when we are identi- we we are identified in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ we identify ourselves in this death and resurrection Good works can only be done within the boundaries of a covenant you make with God, which we make in the baptisms. Out of these covenants, any good work in our eyes will be lawlessness. Third, when we 
worthily take part in the communion of the Lord, which identifies that new covenant, because good in the eyes of God is only that work that a person performs in the boundaries of the Feast of Pesach and the Great Sabbath, when a person himself becomes this feast and the Sabbath, the place where God finds his rest. And fourth, when we receive or accept that person whom God has placed over us, who is for us the lips of God, who passes on to us his wisdom, the wisdom of the Urim. And Thummim. And so now let us look at the second component of the price for the right to be clothed into the peace of God called to guard our mind in Christ Jesus. And this is fulfilling the condition for the right to have a turban of fine linen covering our head with the connected to it blue cord, a plate of pure gold, uh, a plate of pure gold, and an engraving as a signet the holiness of the Lord. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a signet. And you shall put it on a blue cord that it may be on the turban. It shall be on the front of the turban, so it shall be on Aaron's forehead. That Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow and all their holy gifts. And it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. You shall skillfully weave into the tunic of fine linen thread. You shall make the turban of fine linen. You shall make make you shall make the sash of woven work. For Aaron's son, you shall make tunics and you shall make sashes for them. And you shall make for them linen trousers to cover their nakedness. They shall be, they shall reach for the waist on the to the thigh. They shall be on Aaron and on the sons when they come into the tabernacle of meeting. And so, having this kind of uh, clothing or this kind of wear of the temple can he then approach God and it shall be on Aaron and his sons when they come into the tabernacle of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister in the holy place that they do not incur, incur iniquity and die it shall be a statute forever to him and his descendants after him, Exodus 28, 36 through 43, an eternal a statute. Today, it also significant, but of course, in a different form, forever or eternal for kings and priests to God. Only for them is it given the ability to understand this. We need to immediately note that the headpiece in the form of the turban of fine linen was the exclusive form of temple wear and exclusively for those men that came from the line of Aaron. This form uh, differentiated them not just from their Levite brothers but all other Israelites including women. And furthermore, in their regular life, this was not something they could wear this kind of garment or clothing because they were for the purpose of the temple to approach God. And we know that today only the new person can approach God, which is 
from the line of the priest, the line of Aaron. He has this right to approach God. The reason for such a command was that the turban of fine linen at the time of worship first was a form of peace with God and second an attribute of dedication to God giving a person the right to approach him and therefore to enter into God's presence without this turban that is a fine linen means to bring about upon yourself a deadly sin or guilt that will not be able to be renewed with repentance this is what the Lord says and they shall be on Aaron and his sons when they go into the tabernacle of meeting or when they near the altar and altar is us in our heart to minister in the holy place that they do not incur iniquity and die in Israel it was forbidden to wear a turban like this this was uh, this typically was a statement that you are entering to God's presence only the sons of Aaron in the temple were allowed to do this women also never ever wore coverings or turbans on their heads there were other kinds of coverings which were for other purposes for example the bride would cover herself as a decoration when she was getting married this is a custom in many nations remember when Rebecca covered her head it says in scripture when she saw her when she saw her future husband coming and women also uh, used coverings for other purposes for prostitution purposes to make money and use the members of their body for sin this these were the uh, coverings of harlots and so and women would come women were able to come and worship at the temple but were not able to have a covering on their head and so where it says so that they not incur iniquity means a voluntary uh, incurring iniquity is a voluntary resistance uh, of God's command Uh, and this is a voluntary and understood uh, resistance just like the fallen cherubim which then could not be renewed with with repentance in other words when a person makes his mind greater than the words of the anointed and he's consciously voluntarily resistant hating the truth for the benefit of his own carnal desires his arrogance dishonor his greed to represent the authority of God Jesus as the groom having a bride does not need to cover his head because he is the glory of God and so the absence of a headpiece from fine linen during the time of worship is the attempt of a person to sit on the side of the north and make himself as God or to try to make himself in the likeness of God by not following his commands we're talking about the spiritual person who needs to have this headpiece this turban we're not talking about the the physical person today the ignorant so-called leaders have uh, 
physically covered man uh, with with different forms of headpieces and coverings, uh, convincing themselves that they somehow will be able to satisfy God's law and His will. It's talking about the inner person. Worship happens in the spirit, where it's not flesh that worships, but our spirit. We all are called to worship in spirit and in truth, with our spirit and not with our flesh. It is our new person who lives in us, who does not have a gender. It, it's he is the one who needs to. This this uh, our spirit needs to have this covering. The cherubim wanted to take this covering. Uh, so that he be in the likeness of God, but he did so unlawfully because Aaron did wear the covering and it did make him in the likeness of God. Our pastor brought forth for us seven components identifying this headpiece of fine linen, this turban of fine linen, which testified of our peaceful relationship with God. And we'll be able to understand the price that is needed to be paid so we can approach God. When we're going to study this headpiece, uh, not as something physical or physical attribute upon our head, but as a component of our dedication, an element of our dedication, allowing us to be clothed into the peace of God in the form of this turban of fine linen. And so first, a headpiece in the form of a turban of fine linen is a symbolic, it is symbolic for a legitimate relationship with people who by the gospel God sends and makes a covenant of peace with us, due to which our peace with God, which is in our covenant with God, which is, which is able to then guard our mind in Jesus Christ, is placed in dependence of our legitimate relationship with his messengers. And so this legitimate relationship with his messengers is this turban of fine linen. This is again the relationship of a father and and a son, a teacher with a student. Second Corinthians one twenty through twenty two. For all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Apostle Paul writes, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22 Any promise that a person can receive, and he can receive it only through having this headpiece, if he does not have this headpiece, this representation acknowledging this authority that God has placed, we won't be able to receive anything without it. To certain people, he has given the ability to understand and by the means of the preached word, then pass on these promises that he understands and receives from the Lord, talking about the one who is able to interpret the truth. And to others, he's given the anointing by the means of listening and following the what is heard, to understand and accept these promises as it is written. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of his prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Revelations 1.3 And both the reader and the hearer 
needs to follow it, but there's one who reads, and he reads and understands, and others uh, hear it and follow it. The one who reads is the one who interprets, the one who's able to see these revelations. To understand the messenger, you need to read the Bible, and when you come into the church to hear the word, and you prepare your heart to listen to the word, then the places of scripture will come into our mind uh, that we are reading. Philippians 4.9 The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4.9 Apostle Paul, for the church, he was a living example. The church wasn't saying that the, it was just prophets a long time ago, they, 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 they died. He was a living example for them. We have our living example today. Because if we don't have this authority, we can't receive anything. When will God be with us? When will we will be taught? Uh, and we, we, we will receive from the one whom God has placed over us. Second, a headpiece in the form of a turban of fine linen is an attribute of authority over the angels who serve us according to the will of God. Seeing upon a person this turban of fine linen, the angels see him as an authority and they are dependent upon. Such a person is a master and every word that a person will confess in prayer the angels of God will be obedient to and will fulfill every word like this. Such a person will confess the faith of his heart, which he has received and has grown from the person whom God has given him. The Holy Spirit does everything for us through the angels. If there's no turban or no word of faith and no hope, the words then of a person who does not have this turban, they, they will be dead words. Hebrews 1, 13, 14. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministers, mistering spirits sent forth to minister to for those who will inherit salvation? How do you determine that a specific person has salvation? by the turban, a fine linen on his head. If he doesn't have it, then he does not have the right to salvation, and angels will not serve or obey the words of such a person. God will not hear the prayer of such a person. Further, we will see how this happens. The absence of such an attribute of authority during prayer is a sign testifying before the angels of the absence in a person of the fear of the Lord, and the absence which then does not allow the angels to encamp around us to be able to deliver us from uh, the seven troubles from which God delivers us. The, the angels of the Lord encamp all around those who fear Him and delivers them. Psalm 34, 8. Those who fear Him is a person who obeys Him, obeys His word that comes from the mouth of His messengers. And the mouth that are the mouth of God. 
John 3.34, the one who, whom God has sent speaks the words of God. <clears throat> Looking at the given statement, we conclude that a headpiece in the form of the turban of fine linen is an attribute of the fear of the Lord that abides in man in the form of God's wisdom. To be able to confirm the given thought with the teaching of the apostles, we will look at the fact that all of these apostles received knowledge about <clears throat> knowledge that in Jesus Christ there's no male or female gender, and that all are one in Christ Jesus, and that when it talks about the praying wife, it's talking about the church of Jesus Christ in the form of the bride of the Lamb, who acknowledges over herself Christ as head and the husband as the head of the body of the of Christ is the son of God in the status of the son of man as well as those people whom God has placed to be able to lead and to grow the chosen by him people into the full measure of growth in Christ for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus for as many as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ boys girls uh, whomever it may be Sons of God are those who confess the faith of, of their heart. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all, you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3, 26-29 we do not have the right to interpret some kind of uh, place in Scripture separate from others. And now Pastor Arkady focuses our eyes upon another place of the very same apostle, but in another one of his books that can confirm the very same thought. And so for this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels, 1 Corinthians 11.10. Pay attention to the words here. If we uh, look at the words uh, that, that the translators have added, um, how they thought it was correct, uh, the meaning of it, then we will see the text uh, quite differently. As, and so the woman... The woman ought to have a symbol of authority over the angels. In the original, it says the authority over the angels. 1 Corinthians 11.10 We, as the bride of the Lamb, regardless of our gender or social status, need to have such a turban upon our head, a covering that would be able to uh, serve before God as, as evidence all of us to have the virtue of such a turban upon our head it is necessary to acknowledge over ourselves the authority of Christ in the form of his pass of God's God's pastors and his helpers and this is all other authority as well fathers and mothers and authority in the nation all of us to have the virtue of such covering or such a turban upon our head it is necessary to acknowledge the authority of our spirit in the form of our new person over our renewed mind And so the man is not to cover his head. It's not talking about a physical man, but our spirit. It's, 
in Jesus Christ there's nor male or female gender, and so Apostle Paul can't uh, contradict his, his very own words. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. For man is not from woman, but woman from man, nor was man created for the woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is man independent from woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. For as woman came from the man, even so man also came from the woman. But all things are from God, 1 Corinthians 11, 7 through 12. And now let's look at our pastor brings forth a bit of a more elaborated form that due to the wrong interpretation or translation has uh, brought forth the wrong way of thinking of man being over women, which actually in God are one. And as man and woman are the image and likeness of God, and so there's no way that they can one be over another or put down the one the other. Both men and women both are called to govern govern over the world upon the same conditions and the same boundaries that God has assigned and given. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them, Genesis 1, 26, 27. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. Genesis 5, 1-2 Both man and woman received the, the name mankind and the same authority. And so let's look at the more elaborated translation uh, given by our pastor. And so the man in the form of Christ, who represents our new person, is not supposed to cover his head because he is the image and glory of God. The woman who represents our renewed mind is the glory of the husband. For it's not man in the form of our new person who came from the woman, but the woman in the form of our renewed mind came from the man. We renewed our mind because of our new person. And it is not the man in the form of our new person who is created for the woman, but the woman in the form of our renewed mind that is created for the man. Therefore, the woman in the form of our renewed mind needs to have upon her head authority for the angels. Therefore, it is not man without the woman and the woman without the man. As the woman is without the man, the man is the woman and through the man and, and the man through the woman, and all is in God. Third, a headpiece in the form of the turban of fine linen is the seal of righteousness serving before God as evidence that this person belongs to the holiness of the Lord. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of <clears throat> of a signet and you shall the holiness of the Lord and you shall put it 
<clears throat> on a blue cord that it may be on the turban it shall be on the front of the turban so it shall be on Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow in all their holy gifts and it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord Exodus 20 36-38 holiness of the Lord is redeemed by God concealed in God being the sanctuary of God bound or tied to God dependent upon God, belonging to God, the possession of God, taken by God into his lot, inheriting with God, and bound with God with one destiny. And so this is this uh, uh, engraving that says holiness of the Lord. And so this... uh, plate of pure gold is that this person is redeemed with the blood of Christ from the curse of the inherited uh, line which he received it genetically from his fathers First Peter 1.18 knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, <clears throat> so that your faith and hope are in God. If we will not have this uh, diadem, we will. Uh, it is in Jesus Christ that God has given us this turban to be in the likeness of God, the holiness of the Lord. The golden diadem with the engraving holiness of the Lord are people that are dedicated to God that have upon their foreheads the seal of God, called to serve as protection. from God's destructive wrath when judgment will begin starting with the house of God there's not always judgment in the house of God God will judge when he will visit when he will begin to measure them measure measure the buildings with his measuring tools whether it be the the wreath or the uh, the golden settings like on the breastplate of judgment he will be with his weights with the scales God has many different uh, forms of of measurement and examination and all of them are the word of God God will uh, measure us according to his word how we in our worship and our life correspond to these instruments in the revelation book of revelations it talks about how God gives a specific time uh, within a specific time that he will make a put a mark upon the foreheads of those who uh, who have a good relationship with his messengers Revelation 7 2 through 4 pastor shows and uh, opens up who these holy people are who have this golden diadem and how it is put upon the forehead in the book of Revelations, it's put on very differently than as we read in in the in the case of Aaron and his sons. But all of this is the same diadem. 
and in this case, this diadem is presented in the form of his seal. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. 144,000, that's 12 from every tribe, 12 times 12. This number 12 speaks of the fact that a person has within his heart the teaching of Jesus Christ that has come in the flesh. The 12 teachings the, twelve, the four rivers that come from the garden, from the heart, and that water, Eden, and each one of these four teachings has three others. We studied them right now on Sundays. Pastor Daniel is, is going through it right now. Here it's talking about uh, God giving a specific or allocating a specific time where he will be putting the seal upon the foreheads of his children. God first sends his person who has the tool of the writer before he begins judging. And this person with the tool of a writer will begin to measure us with this tool, us and our worshiping, our, our form of worship. Put on this mark upon the foreheads of those who will be dedicating themselves, who have the a good relationship with his messengers. <coughs> When the time will be up for the sealing of his people, the fifth angel will then sound his trumpet, who will then release the prince of darkness to the earth. And then uh, punishment will will begin uh, in all the churches who called themselves Christians but did not acknowledge his order, order and dedicated themselves but not according to God's requirements not realizing that they're dedicating themselves to a very different God who did not sanctify themselves according to God's will but in the form of encounters and other ways sanctification is 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 the process of our entire life while we live and not just a three-day ritual that you perform Due to which these people are filled with the power of demonic spirits, thinking they're being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, because in their time they did not receive the the seal of God upon their foreheads at the appropriate time. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Revelations 9 one through four. 
What is this uh, green grass that it's referring to? When God sends his rains, to, so that uh, so that uh, green begins to grow, the grass, green grass uh, in the wilderness, this is a symbol of Eden where a person meets with God. This is sanctification. When a person goes into the wilderness, this all happens in our mind, in our essence. And this is how God uh, opens up these uh these these waters and thunders with his with his thunder and lightning he sounds with his thunder and lightning and he prompts growth in our heart job 38 25 through 27 who has divided a channel for the overflowing water or a path for the thunderbolt to cause it to rain on a land where there is no one a wilderness in which there is no man to satisfy the desolate waste and cause to spring forth the growth of tender grass. Job 38, 25-27 There's also places like this uh, written in the book of Joel. <clears throat> Here, uh, in the book of, of Revelations, uh, John talked about how uh, they were not to harm the trees because in our heart we have the tree of life. This this harm will be only upon those who don't have the seal of God upon their foreheads. If a person does not have the seal of God, then this means he has some kind of other seal. There's no middle ground. A person always worships something. He's always thinking about something. Something's always happening in the mind of a person. In the given revelation, In the book of Revelation, it's not talking about people of the world, but people who call themselves holy and righteous, but not having upon their forehead the seal of God in the form of the turban of fine linen, which is their dedication to God in obeying God's messengers. Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel 9, 1-7. Then he called out in my hearing with a loud voice, saying, Let those who have charge over the city draw near, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. And suddenly six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, and each with his battle axe in his hand. One man man among them was clothed with linen and had a writer's inkhorn at his side. Here it's not talking about angels because angels don't have linen garments or clothing. Linen clothing is <clears throat> something that only that are re- those redeemed by the blood of the Lamb have. This is the symbol of death and resurrection because the seed has to die and resurrect. <clears throat> and so the linen garments, clothing, is something only priests wore that came into God's presence. The rest of the nation, as we heard, does not have the right to put on these kinds of garments. Those who would make such or similar garments, they would be, they were, at the time, they would have been destroyed from the nation. Our pastor shows that a person here in in linen garments is an anointed of God in every individual church who 
has this writer's inkhorn at his side and he will then measure uh, <coughs> our dedication to God. It, it, it continues to write that they went and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of, of the God of Israel had gone up from the cherub where it had been to the threshold of the temple, and he called to the man clothed with linen who had the writer's inkhorn at his side. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put not just the midst of all people of the world, but the midst the midst of the city, midst of Jerusalem, which are not just the chosen, but those who received salvation also, those who want the kingdom of heaven, those who call themselves the bride, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. To the others, he said, in my hearing, Go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eyes spare, nor have any pity. Utterly slay old and young men, maidens and little children and women, but do not come near anyone on whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were before the temple. Then he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain, go out. And they went out and killed in the city. Ezekiel 9, 1-7. And so pastor, uh, putting these two places together, the prophet book of Ezekiel and Revelations, and so, as it said that the smoke came up from the from the from the bottomless pit and locusts came out uh, that had the power like the scorpions. Scorpions are demons that are on the earth and they harm people. The locusts are demons that are more powerful and they came for only out when the demonic prince was, uh, was thrown out. If you remember in heaven there was a war and he was thrown out the 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 dragon the 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 lucifer and his and the angels who then followed him and this happens in every one of us too <clears throat> here pastor shows that the enemy who rules over us we don't have the authority over the angels that are uh, between us and God in the air, but only those demons that are on the earth, because it says the heavens the heavens are for the Lord, but the earth has been given t- into the hand of man. But God does drop these enemies out from 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 the <coughs> middle zone uh, because of our prayers. And because of our prayers, they're bound and then they're thrown to the earth. And the angels partake in this in this process also. And in this way, uh, space is then freed up uh, to meet with Christ. That's supposed to happen in the air. 
if a person does not have upon his head authority over the angels, then the place to meet with God in the air, with Jesus in the air, will never be free for such a person. Will become will never become free. Most demons that are bound in hell, the foreign prince, he had the authority to open up this bottomless pit from which these demons came out, who will have authority, anointing, to destroy everything. If a person refuses to receive the person who carries God's information, then he absolutely will receive the spirit of deception who will be uh, the bearer of deceptive information that will then kill, uh, inspiring all kinds of things in him for for personal popularity, fame, and this power he will give to these to, to these demons himself when he will refuse to have this turban, this covering that has this golden diadem, the sign upon his forehead, because this person is not uh, mourning and crying for all of the abominations that are taking place. He does not understand the, the suffering of Christ because he doesn't accept the person that uh, God has sent because he serves his own mind. It reminds me of the place where Jesus spoke about sanctification. When an unclean spirit comes out of man, then he goes through desolate places and does not find a place. And he returns, if you know the story, I will come back from where I came. And he comes uh, back to that place. He'll see it cleaned out and put in order. And then he goes and he finds seven worse than he is demons that are worse than he is and they go in and they dwell there and for that person their situation is much worse than their initial state but they cannot touch those people who have the seal or mark upon their forehead of god and the place is occupied in the mind of man their the place is occupied their god lives in their mind These, these angel destroyers, they follow the person who have this measuring, uh, this uh, ink of a right or the tool of a writer. They will not be able to be convinced with with worldly things or or demonic sanctification or a or three day encounter. Their thoughts. Uh, the ones that will be marked will only satisfy God. And the entire uh, tolerant uh, uh, are p- uh, groups of people that are that accept tolerance, they will uh, fear these people because they forget that God is holy and that His love is holy. In Scripture, that their judgment is ready for them. I'm very surprised how this perverse information today has uh, come into the minds of man. I know when I was young, I heard things that were said that we need to love everyone. But how this tolerance today has become, it has become so... uh, so much bigger and, and, and in such ways that has never been before.
that means that these demons have been released today. These carriers of information, this false information, this deception. When we're talking about spirits, it's talking about uh, false information, deception. Let's look at also this blue cord that this golden diadem was tied with to the turban. It speaks of the presence of the resurrection of life in a person and is evidence that such a person has died for his former way of life, the old man, and has renewed his mind with the spirit of his mind, which is the mind of Christ in our spirit. So the fourth component is very elaborate, and I see that our time is up, and I, following the example of Daniel, will not run ahead, but will leave it for the next time, if the Lord will allow. Amen. Let us pray and thank God for the word that we were able to remember today that is written already in our hearts. May you be blessed in your prayers.